welcome to the Home Talk Guys radio show. We are broadcasting today from the home of the Home Talk Guys radio show, Sawmill Valley's Lumberjack Lodge, overlooking our bucolic little town. Yeah, you know, spring is in the air, and from up here at the lodge, it's spectacular to see the landscape starting to turn from tranquil brown to glorious green. <laughs> the air is thick in anticipation as handy folks chomp at the bit for springtime and outdoor weather. You know, they've all used the winter months to sharpen their tools, change their oil and their plugs, organize their workshops, and checked off their indoor honeydew items. Yeah, you know, I've already been to the nursery, and I planted several plants in my yard. Felt great to be outside, shovel in hand, digging away. Having a clean bill of health and a warm day is my idea of heaven on earth. <laughs> That's true. You said you uh, had your annual physical last month, right? Yep. Doc Turnenkoff said I had the body of a 32-year-old. <laughs> Wait, you had the body of a 32-year-old or your clothes were 32 years old? Hey, when you buy quality, it lasts. (laughs) Well, at least you were able to get into see Doc Turnenkopf. I hear a lot of folks went with the cheaper health plan being offered here in the Valley this year, and they aren't happy from what I hear. (laughs) Well, I've heard that too. In fact, I read an article in the Sawmill Gazette listing the top 10 indicators suggesting you joined a cheap health plan. Wow. Well, you want to quickly review those top 10 things to see if our listeners (laughs) might have been snookered into a cheap plan? Sure. Let me grab the article. Okay, my glasses. Let's see. The 10 signs you joined a cheap health plan. Number one. Well, I guess it's number 10, actually. We're going to go from bottom to top. Your Viagra prescription includes a popsicle stick and some duct tape. (laughs) Uh, No comment. Number nine. The only 100% covered expense is embalming, and I hear Slim Jim's happy with that one. I was going to say, maybe some lobbying. Yeah, yeah. That's what he shot. Last top funeral. (laughs) Your Prozac comes in colors and has little M's on each pill. That was number eight. (laughs) I wonder if they're peanut. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if what they call that uh, uh, coating to help just digest better or something. Number seven, preventive care coverage includes... An apple a day. (laughs) Number six, your primary care physician is wearing the pants you gave to Goodwill last month. (laughs) That's especially troubling if they're they're urinal pants. (laughs) Number five, the sawmill speakeasy is an approved pharmacy. (laughs) Okay. Number four, the only proctologist lists his address under plumbers. (laughs) Old Number three, the tongue depressors taste faintly of fudgesicle. Number two, directions to the doctor's office include take a left when you enter the trailer park. And number one, the annual breast exam is conducted at Cooter's Chicken Farm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, I wonder if the proctologist recycles his rubber gloves. Hey, that's a little over the top. <laughs> Sorry, but hey, you started it. That did sound like a pretty uh, cut-rate health plan you outlined there. Anyway, Plus, you know, I've heard that actually there's no such thing as a proctologist. Yeah, I've heard that too. It's a GI guy, right? I'm not sure, but I have heard the proctologist is fictitious. Anyway, we are Ken and Mark, the Home Talk Guys, here to answer your questions on all things home and home repair. Or, as you've heard, anything else you'd like to discuss. 
Uh, this is a bittersweet show for the Home Talk guys. My brother, uh, he didn't mention that we are back here at the Lumberjack Lodge because we are being evicted. Yeah, I didn't want to mention that, but uh, my brother's right. The Home Talk Guys show has been unable to get advertisers or sponsors for our show, so this is going to be our last show until we can bamboozle some business owners into advertising their businesses on our show to our awesome listeners. Hey, uh, bamboozle may not be the best word to use when you know, you're looking for <laughs> advertisers. What we need to do is find some businesses that believe in our audience and not let our show get in the way of reaching our wonderful <laughs> listeners. If we could only be so lucky, man. Hey, you know, it's actually going to be kind of strange being an unemployed retiree. Seems like a double negative. <laughs> well, hey, what do you say uh, we focus on the positive, okay? Let's, let's see if we can help a few more listeners before we sign off for the last time, or at least until we find some advertisers. How's yeah, that? Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, if any of our listeners have questions, home-related or otherwise, you can email or call us. Our email is questions at hometalkguys.com or call us at 615-791-7911. Okay, hey. Look there, there's an email that just came in. At least our listeners still believe in us. Well, quick, let's see if we can help. Okay, let's see here. This one comes from Bo in Coleman, Alabama. Right next to beautiful Lewis Smith Lake. How can we help, Bo? Let's see, Bo says, I have enjoyed your show. He must be listening right now. I have enjoyed your show and will miss hearing your unique handy humor every Saturday. <laughs> uh you know, I'm not sure why Bo says our humor is unique. Hey, but it's a nice compliment, still the same, and I'll take it. I think Bo's being nice using the word unique. I think he used his thesaurus because he didn't want to insert a word more appropriate for us, like sui generis. Oh, good. Uh, wait, what? Sue who? <laughs> sui generis. Basically, limited or peculiar. Anyway, Bo goes on. I just bought a used 1968 Stepside pickup truck. When I got it home, I went to change the oil, and the oil plug was stripped out. Do you guys have any suggestions? Ah, boy, an automotive question. I like it. You know, I think Bo describes the truck that reminds me of the <laughs> truck you, you bought when I was a kid. Yeah. Seems like, let me see, it had a three-on-the-tree manual transmission. That's right. It was my first truck, and it was well abused before I got it. It was the old Blue Beast. And, uh, yeah, before I bought it, it had been uh, a work truck on a golf course, and a lot of people had driven it around. I seem to remember you working on it, and that was back when you could open the hood and actually fit part uh, of your body. You could in. sit on the fender to work on it. There was so much room under the hood. That's true. Yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, you definitely stepped it up a notch when you uh, bought that yellow Model T hot rod with the Corvette engine. You know, that's... Uh, the only problem I had with that is at the time I lived in Pennsylvania, and that was a home built that I bought off somebody. And Pennsylvania had such strict state inspections back then, they didn't want to inspect it because it had, quote, motorcycle fenders on the front wheels, which were the fenders you see on hot rods. They move with the wheel. Yeah. So anyway. Where would you, uh, you find that? Uh, it was it was sitting in a in a car lot. The guy worked at a car dealer, and he put it in the car lot with a for sale sign on it. Huh. So okay. it still had some mechanical problems when I got it that had to be worked on. But anyway, it was I, a cool car. Yeah, it was really cool. At least that's what I remember as a kid. Anyway, enough reminiscing. Uh, how about Bo's stripped-out drain plug? What are your thoughts? 
Well, Bo, you know, they make oversized drain plugs with self-tapping threads. Uh, I'd take the truck model number and the old drain plug and visit your local auto store to see if they have a self-tapping plug that will work. Now, you, yeah, they need to know your truck because it also depends on what kind of metal your drain pan's made out of right. how well this would work. If that isn't an option, a possible temporary fix is they make these expanding rubber oil drain plugs that, you know, you put in there and they tighten them, they expand and fill the other, you know, fill the proper uh, space. Another long-term fix is buying a TimeCert oil pan drain plug kit and drill out and install a new drain plug. The other option is to replace the entire oil pan, but you're not going to want to do that because that's really expensive and it's a big job. And the one other option that I actually, my tractor, the, the drain plug stripped out, and I was able to find a drain plug that was just slightly bigger than mine, and I got the proper tap, and I was able to just re-tap the hole that was there just slightly bigger, and the new plug worked fine. But that all has to do with what metal your uh, oil pan is made out of. So you anyhow, could sell the truck. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But make sure you keep oil in there somehow before you sell it. Anyhow, uh, good luck with uh, getting that fixed without having too much trouble. And by the way, I really enjoyed my old Chevy Stepside truck because it was like a beater truck. You didn't have to worry about damaging anything. Uh, how, how'd you paint that old truck? I spray painted it with blue Rust-Oleum paint, <laughs> and then I put white pinstripes on it, and it looked pretty good. I remember the blue with the white stripes. I didn't realize you spray painted it. In the driveway outside. Uh, anyway, our first question of the show, and it's a car question. Can you believe it? Hey, you know, you, you, you like to say we field questions on all things curtilage. Folks park their cars within their curtilage. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. Cars, trucks, motorcycles, tractors. You know, actually, speaking of tractors, you mentioned your oil plug. Did you ever figure out why your backhoe stopped working? Uh, no, and I've been to several Kubota dealers, and I need to get that fixed because it's you, once you get used to having something like that, you miss it. <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and explain what the issue is? Maybe one of our listeners has some ideas or possibly know someone that might. Okay, well, my backhoe, um, actually, it's my tractor. It has a add-on front-end loader and an add-on backhoe. And what's happened is the front end loader, the boom goes up and the bucket tilts and untilts, but the boom will not come down under the normal procedure. Uh, I have to push the joystick all the way into the float position to get the boom back down. If I hook my backhoe up to the hydraulic system, all the cylinders will only expand. Nothing will contract. So if if I, you know, stretch anything out, it won't pull back. So there's obviously a, a hydraulic issue. And I leave the backhoe disconnected at this point and just use the front end loader. So there's something I, I don't I think it's in the control block that's keeping the fluid from flowing the return route or something like that. So if any of our listeners have any idea, give us a call. Uh, you know, you should have bought a Massey Ferguson like me. Never had any problems. Anyway, now, if any of our listeners, again, have any ideas how to help my brother, give us a call or send us an email. Our email is questions at hometalkguys.com, or you can call us at 615-791-7911. Hey, I'll tell you what. Having just planted a dozen plants this week, that's when you really miss the backhoe. So getting it fixed <laughs> would be, you know, a great idea. I feel the same way about my kids. What? Well, all my kids are off at college, so I have no one left to dig the holes for the nursery stock I like to buy. <laughs> well, what about your dog? Yeah, my dog. She, my last dog, maybe. She was great at building, uh, digging holes. 
But my wife has this new dog so pampered, he's not going to be digging any holes. In fact, the only <laughs> thing he does when he goes outside is mark his territory, and he does it basically on everything. Uh, hey, before we answer another question, are you up for some mental burpees, a few cranial crunches? Cranial crunches, man, that sounds like it might be painful. <laughs> Come on, I'm referring to the brain twister. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm always ready for a good mental challenge. Let's see, last week's brain twister had to do with Luigi's Italian Restaurant, right? Correct. I'll reread it, and then let's hear your answer, okay? Uh, hold on, let me get out my abacus, okay? Uh, okay, I'm ready. All right, so the brain twister went like this. Luigi, a famed Sawmill Valley fine Italian eatery, hosted an exclusive Valentine's Eve dinner. Those fortunate enough to get reservations were given a secret number to gain entrance. To ensure the number could not be found laying around for other would-be attendees to see and gain entrance, Luigi consulted Sawmill Valley's chief engineer, oh, Dr. Hertzum. <laughs> Uh-oh. Dr. Hertzum devised the following code, and now that the dinner has passed... Luigi has given us exclusive permission to share it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm still a little upset at Luigi for not inviting the home talk guys to his highfalutin dinner party. I mean, <laughs> we're the only celebrities in this valley. <laughs> celebrities, huh? You're, you're still kidding yourself. Keep dreaming. Hey, I couldn't hardly get through the grocery store this week without folks running up to me and asking me if they could take my picture. Take your picture? Sure thing. They said something about needing it for a blues award. I'm thinking it may be for the B.B. King song I covered with my spoons rendition. You know, it's pretty catchy if I do say so myself. <laughs> blues award, huh? Oh, you know, you mean blue alert. You know, you do kind of resemble that fellow they apprehended for robbing the bank earlier this week. <laughs> I'm not saying your B.B. King cover is award worthy, though, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Anyway, the brain twister concludes as follows. Dr. Hertzum devised the following code to gain entrance to the exclusive posh dinner. There is a three-digit number. The second digit is four times as big as the third digit, while the first digit is three less than the second. The question was, what is the number? Well, that's an interesting brain twister, but, you know, my abacus tells me there are several, several possible correct answers to that well who am i to question your abacus in fact did you know the period between 2700 and 2300 bc saw the first appearance of the sumerian abacus it was a table uh, if i recall right of successive columns which delimited the successive orders of magnitude of the sexagesimal number system hey hey this is a family show still even though it's our last one <laughs> relax sexagesimal is a mouthful, but it's a numerical <laughs> system with 60 as its base. It originated uh, with the ancient Sumerians in the third millennial BC, and it's been passed down to the ancient Babylonians and still used in a modified form for measuring time, angles, and geographic coordinates. Okay, okay, that's enough of the big words. Do you know or do you want to know the answers to the brain twister? <laughs> Speak, O oh master of the abacai. Or is it abacus? Hey. Abacuses. <laughs> either one works as far as I know. Now, the answer is either 141 or 582. 580. Well done. Well, we'll take either one. Uh, so, did we have a winning listener? Well, what, what kind of question is that? You know our listeners are sharper than a new razor still in the package. In a razor in the package. I never heard that analogy, but uh, I do know they are sharp. So, who's the winner? Ah, uh, you want to know right now? 
Well, yeah, sure. I mean, it seems like the natural time to announce a winner after we've read the brain twister and provided the answer, or answers in this case. Yeah, but, you know, once we announce a winner, there's no more suspense to our show, and I'm afraid folks may turn off the radio until Swap and Shop comes on or some <laughs> other great show. So, so what do you suggest? How about we announce a winner at the end of the show? Well, I guess I'm okay with that, but uh, you may have to remind me because this show is jam-packed with all things home and home repair. That's not a problem. I'll remember. It's, you know, it's kind of like a cliffhanger. I can feel the suspense growing among our listeners right now. Well, I, thanks. I'll give you credit. Hey, uh, what do you say we take a break for one of the Home Talk Guys' exclusive sponsors? Okay, good. Hey, you can handle it as I have to run to my office. Right now? Well, the sooner the better, but definitely before the end of the show. Why can't you wait until the show ends? I mean, uh, wait a minute. That whole suspense idea was just a smokescreen, wasn't it? You forgot to bring the name of the winner, didn't you? Uh, you know, life is full of possibilities, probabilities, and uncertainties. <laughs> <laughs> and obfuscations. All right, you run to your office, and I'll handle things. This is the Home Talk Guys Radio Network. Drips here again for Color Your World Painting Supply Company. Today we are releasing a new product, a product so revolutionary the research behind it has been kept in our safe. But now that we finally found an employee, I mean an ex-employee, well, to be totally honest, a fired ex-employee who actually knows the combination to the safe, we were able to retrieve the research and start production on this amazing product. Now listen closely very closely to these two words, two-sided paint. I'll say it again, two-sided paint. Uh, one, two, three, sorry, three words. So if you're the type who likes to change the color of your room every couple years but hates the prep and mess and hassle, then listen up. With a little more effort up front, you can save a lot of time and mess down the road. Here's how this incredible process works. First, you decide on what color you want now and then what color you want later. So let's say blue now and pink later. We mix your custom color at our factory and then we ship it to you with an adequate supply of our patented wall gripper sealant. You put on one coat of the patented sealant, then attach one of our nearly invisible pull tabs at the bottom corner of the wall. Now you put on two coats of your custom paint. That's it. You're done. When you are tired of the blue color, grab the pull tab and pull back a thin layer, similar to plastic wrap, off the wall. And voila, the back pink side of the paint is now exposed. You're now good for a couple more years, so just crumple up that thin material and put it in a recycling bin. This example would have been a great paint to use in a nursery for a baby whose gender is unknown. For Color Your World, I'm Noah Drips. Are you tired of those dirty, stinky, gross portable toilets on your job site? Is it time for a switch? Got to Go Incorporated is the number one company in the business for on-site sanitary facilities. If you are looking for a better experience, then rent the luxury edition of our Go Now Model P. This model comes fully equipped. It has a built-in biomass converter that provides fuel for an exhaust fan, a sound system, and in colder climates, it also provides a heated seat. 
The Go Now Model P also comes with factory-installed dry erase boards. This allows for easy cleaning of those statements left behind by the great thinkers. Markers are included. The totally enclosed waterproof magazine rack will protect all reading material from any accidental splashing. Opening and closing of the door activates a mist of antibacterial and air-freshening liquid. Now, two of our most important features are, one, the patented endless roll, so you are never left in an uncomfortable situation. Don't ask how that's possible, because I don't have a clue. And number two, that in the very rare case, the interior of the Got2Go Model P should become uninhabitable or exceptionally gross, the door will automatically lock and a red light will come on. This lockdown continues until a service crew arrives. Please do not be inside when this occurs. So now call Got2Go Incorporated to schedule delivery of your Go Now Model P and feel the relief that comes with using the best on-site toilet available. That's it from Got2Go Incorporated. Welcome back to the Home Talk Guys radio show. We are Ken and Mark here to assist with all your home and home repair questions. Oh, oh, man. Uh, Okay. Uh, Or anything else you'd like to discuss. All right. So did you get the winner's name? Now, if I told you, you might blab it out before the end of the show. (laughs) Well, at least confirm the winner's name is presently known by you. Confirmed. (laughs) Okay. Well, with spring about to knock on our door, let's listen to America's handiest handymen as they do some landscaping. Great. You know, I love picking up some tips from those masters of the honeydew. Vinny, I like these early mornings when we get to be outside. Dew is still on the lawn and prior night's chill still lingering ever so slightly in the air. Wow. You are waxing poetic there, Maxie. This little landscape job is indeed a welcome respite from the noise of the usual building site. <laughs> Kinda cleanses the soul. That it does. Trimming these hedges nice and a level brings a satisfaction. We can look back at the end of the day and visually appreciate all of the good work we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, level is good for these smaller bushes, but I like the creative liberty... The homeowner has given me to shake these taller bushes. I think they could see that I was a real artist when we came to bid the job. Creative a liberty, huh? Uh, what exactly is uh, that creature you shaped that last hedge into? Oh, come on, Max. Didn't you watch the Flintstones growing up? That's Dino the dinosaur. A dinosaur? Interesting. Uh, we didn't uh, have a TV when I was uh, growing up. Uh, we worked. Okay. Well, this head here will be your boy Elroy from the Jetsons. But you won't know him either, not having a TV in your youth. But trust me, the kid at this home will be the head of the neighborhood once we're done. This yard will be a neatly trimmed and nice and tidy. And uh, one of a kind with your... Uh, your TV characters, that's for sure. I hope that the homeowner takes care of these shrubs after we leave. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
I agree, Maxie. I don't think most folks realize that trimming edges not only keeps them neat and tidy, but it also stimulates bud production near the plant's edges. Yep, and those new buds can lead to a hedge getting so thick that sunlight and air can't even penetrate. That results in preventing interior growth, a sick hedge. <laughs> You're right there, Maxie. That's why it's important to prune interior branches to create some spaces in the hedge for light and air. Every few feet, I like to reach inside and clip a branch or two at a 45-degree angle, just above new growth that's growing in the direction you want. Yep, uh, that will keep these uh, hedges good and strong for uh, many, many years. You know, buddy, with your alfresco artistic flair... And my knack for poetry, we make a pretty good tame of a landscaper. <laughs> nice the use of the word alfresco. Uh, makes a me kind of thirsty, though. Maxie, as the sage that you are, let me ask you a serious question about gardening. Sage, uh-huh. Your uh, use of that word makes me worry about what comes next. <laughs> Funny. This is a serious question. The answer to which every man wants to know. Okay, if a man is alone in the garden and he speaks and there is no woman to hear him, is he still wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, they broke the mold after they made you, <laughs> or so I hope. Hey, hey, did you know that a 50 by 50 foot lawn can release enough oxygen throughout the day for the needs of one person, and that that first lawnmower was invented by an Englishman, Edwin Beard Budding, in, 19, in 1830, I think. Yeah. Boy, those guys, you know, those guys, they can do it all. <laughs> True handyman. But hey, we're not far behind. In fact, here's an email hot off the printer. You ready to earn your pay? Uh, pay? Since when have we received any pay? Uh, yeah, well, it's, ours is a labor of love. It, it was just a figure of speech. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You sure you're not receiving anything under the table I don't know about? <laughs> and why in this world would anybody in their right mind pay us under the table? Wow. Well, I don't know, but maybe you have some midget friends. <laughs> I don't even think that's politically correct. But to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure. Height doesn't make the person any more than does one's gender, color, or disability. You know, I fear all the so-called political correctness makes good-hearted folks feel like uh, they're walking on eggshells. Yeah, well, get this. Speaking of political correctness, I read an article stating that PETA says calling your pet a pet is offensive to the pet. <laughs> You're funny. You just make this stuff up. Sadly, this is real. I have the article right here. Let's see. It, it was posted February 18th by T. LaDuke. The article quotes Jennifer White, a media officer at PETA. Jay White says PETA feels pet is a derogatory term <laughs> and suggests folks stop using it since it's not animal friendly language. Uh, my pets don't happen to understand my language at all. Yeah, neither does mine, especially when I say come here. You know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> Sometimes I think folks sit around and just try to come up with controversies. Well, it's Jay White says folks who have dogs or cats will call them pets and refer to themselves as owners. 
not me, I call myself dad, but anyway. She said, this implies that the animals are a possession, like a car. <laughs> so if my dog bites someone, should they sue my dog? Because I know if my car causes an accident, they're likely going to sue me. All right. Well, Jay White said, when we refer to animals not as living beings, they are, but as inanimate objects, it can reflect on our treatment of these animals. Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm all for the ethical treatment of dogs and cats. We love our dog, just like I am for the offspring residing in my home and consuming my food. But to me, dogs and cats are pets, and those offspring are my kids. Never have I considered either as inanimate objects. <laughs> yeah, I thought this article might get your blood boiling. Well, like I said, I'm surprised I'm surprised. Stuff like this comes out almost daily. Anyway, back to all things home and home repair. Let me read this email. It comes from Claudia in Upper St. Clair, PA. Hey, you know, I wonder if Upper St. Clair is north of Lower St. Clair. <laughs> or if there is even a Lower St. Clair. That's right. Uh, you'll have to wait for Claudia to call in and answer that. So Claudia writes, I just learned you two self-described dingalings had a radio show about all things home. I grew up in a family of nursery folks and want to test your knowledge of lawn maintenance. Uh First of all, when did we self-describe ourselves as dingalings? <laughs> anyway, what is this? Our listeners are quizzing us now. All this shows we've labored to dispense quality educated advice. And the last show before we go on hiatus, we're being quizzed? Come on, relax. We've been cutting grass and maintaining lawns for years and pretty much done it up and down the eastern seaboard. So let me finish Claudia's email. Well, you can do that. You know, I spent... Uh, hours and hours and hours cutting grass when I worked on the golf course where they would give you a push mower and tell you to go out and come back at lunch and send you back out and come at the end of the day. And so eight hours of put and these push mowers were not self-propelled teenagers today. Were they 21 inch cut? Uh, I can't remember, but they were all lawn boys back when lawn boy was the push mower you wanted anyway. Uh, so you go ahead and I'll listen. All right. Claudia asks, when mowing the lawn, at what height should I set my mower? Well, assuming Claudia's lawn isn't a putting green or a fairway, she should set the mower at three inches. <laughs> I can hear my wife all the way back home saying, see, I told you so. I like the grass cut about two inches high, and she always gives me a hard time because she knows that three is the correct answer. But you're right. The experts do agree that three is generally the right height. Unless you happen to have a putting green or a fairway. So, Claudia, um, you know, I hope we passed your test, and thanks for listening. Well, you know, that wasn't that bad. Actually, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I had a neighbor who had a regular yard, but he cut that thing. I mean, he cut that thing. It was almost <laughs> like a putting green in his yard. He just loved to cut it down really low. I love the way it looks when it's cut short. I realize it takes away some of the green. It's not good for the grass, but I love the way it looks. Anyway. If any lawn care companies by by uh, chance are listening, you should advertise on the Home Talk Guys radio show. Our listeners care about their lawns, as Claudia's email indicates. You know, it's funny how every time I cut grass, I think of my first grass-cutting job at Eddie Monsoor's. That was more than 40 years ago, and I still smile about it to this day as I cut my own grass. Yeah, Eddie was a great <laughs> man, and boy, what a character. You know, I did some work for him. It wasn't cutting grass, but he had a company that made those... Uh, painted little uh, plaster of Paris banks you would win at like the carnival or the amusement yeah, park with the slot in the yeah, top and you yeah. had to bust a hole in the bottom. And I used to uh, go help put them in boxes to ship them and we'd go out and deliver them. But 
that was so funny. I don't even know if anybody still gives those things away on as prizes. They had people who hand-painted all the colors on them for all the characters. It's probably all done in China now. Well, it was anyway until the flu hit. I do remember uh, Eddie having that business. But the, the thing I remember most is every time I cut his grass, he'd come get me a little before lunch, and we'd have to drive to the grocery store to buy hot dogs made with sheep casings. You know what sheep casings are? <laughs> those are sheep intestines. Yeah, I remember those because he also <laughs> wanted them when they used to have the church picnic in the backyard. <laughs> they wanted those for on the grill. Man, he would buy those and tell me some funny stories along the way back home, and then he'd get home, and he'd have his wife cook them up. I'm talking I was like 12 years old. And it's interesting. One thing other than those sheep casing hot dogs I remember is he once told me it's not what you can do. It's what you can get done. (laughs) And as a kid, that meant nothing. But for some reason, it stuck with me all these years. And now it means a lot. Yeah. Old Eddie and his wife, Sue, were they were excellent people. They sure were. Hey, let's pause for a few more messages from exclusive Home Talk Guy sponsors. Every handy person knows doing the work right and at a fair price is only part of the job. In the competitive world of professional handiwork, a handy person must also look good getting the work done. At Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery, they not only have the tools and supplies you need to get the job done right, they can dress you in an outfit that keeps you looking spiffy while you're doing it. Gone are the days of plumber's crack and gut-busting muscle shirts. From paints to pants and shoes to shovels, Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery has everything a handy person needs. I guarantee you'll be amazed. Hank's carries the latest designer brands in handy person fashions, including Tommy Fullfigure, Cowan Swine, East Paint Marin, and Pucci. Shirt and pant combos from all green to all orange, and even black and white stripes for you weekenders from the pokey cleaning the roadsides. Hank's has the colors that radiate confidence and professionalism. Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery carries all sizes, from slim pickings to big daddy. Whatever your taste, Hank's will make it fit with his patented leisure stretch and Velcro adjustable pants and shirts. Why Hank's has shirts so large, they can double as a drop cloth for you full-figured people. Folks, come on down to the square and see us at Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery, and bring the little ones to play on our scrap pile out back while you shop. Hank's Hardware and Haberdashery. Home of the no-crack guarantee. Welcome back to the Home Talk Guys radio show. We are Ken and Mark, here to assist with all things home and home repair. That we are. In fact, I read an article this week saying a new trend in kitchens was the tuxedo look. Tuxedo, huh? Like black and white? No, not exactly. Coordinate cabinet colors, like all the top cabinets white and all the bottom cabinets blue or green or name your color. So two different colors of cabinets, huh? I guess I can see that. Dad had that in some way. Uh, but remember, the Home Talk guy's design and advice That's is right. critical. Design based on time-tested good taste and not passing trends. Always remember those autumn yellow and pea green appliances. <laughs> I still see them once in a while. Any home you walk into with either of those dates itself. That's Probably right. has shag carpet, too. <laughs> and I suspect tuxedo cabinets will as well. However, I'll give cabinet makers kudos for working with designers to devise a way to sell products and services. Yeah, you know, fads can be fine if you understand and can afford to change as the fad changes. Whereas good design 
That's timeless. That's for sure. That's why I like my cherry cabinets. You know, speaking of design, I hear our traveling Mike was able to listen in to a recent county council meeting where world-famous designer Ivanta Egon laid out her vision for a new town <laughs> park. Boy, that should be interesting, giving her minimalist approach. So let's listen in. Miss Egon, welcome to our town planning meeting. We are honored you accepted our invitation. Thank you, my darlings. Your town reminds me of my little Anapa back in Russia. <laughs> Anapa? That's what I take every afternoon. <laughs> yes, humor. Anapa is where I was raised as a child. It is not a joke. In Russia, humor is a sign of weakness. Uh, oh, I, I, I see. Well, as you know, Ms. Egon is celebrated around the world for her designs. We are privileged to have her design our new city park. An honor for us both, I am sure. We will design a space that is celebration of nature through contrast, deduction, and abstraction. Miss Egan, your use of celebration is perfect. We are a closely knit community and intend to use the new city park for celebrations and gatherings throughout the year. Yes, I will design this space to gather and celebrate the realities of life. It will juxtapose pleasure and pain. A thorny garden of brilliant roses against a tranquil reflection pond. What? will offer serenity through truly minimalistic principles. Parkgoers will marvel at the beauty of simplicity. They will find solace for the soul to rejuvenate from an otherwise cold and dreary world. Rejuvenation, yes, but... Miss Egan, this park's soul, as you say, should reflect careful jubilance. As the good councilwoman said, a place to gather and celebrate. A jubilance? What is jubilance? It is excess. We Russians know how to celebrate. He's not done with jubilance or other excess, but with introspection and self-loathing. That is how one celebrates and gains peace that dominates the soul. Ah, oh, domination. <laughs> Reminds me of my Boris. Who? What? Oh, never mind. You will come to understand good design reflects life and all its phases. Miss Egan, I'm trying to understand. I agree introspection is good, but can we please exchange the self-loathing for a comfortable place? We envision park benches amid beautifully landscaped gardens of flowers, picnic tables, and a pond to walk around and feed the fish. Perhaps even a gazebo as the center point for gatherings. <laughs> oh, my Pollyannish darling. Oh, that is too much for the soul. True joy comes from simplicity. A single park bench under a weeping willow conveying rest from the heavy burdens of life. Okay, okay, uh, unique, but offering a shady place to rest. I like that. What about the rest of the park? Bill, are you crazy? A single bench? In the center, I will place a picnic table. Now we're talking. A picnic table with benches for families to sit and enjoy a meal in the outdoors. Sounds great. 
Did I say anything about picnic benches? Ah, uh, no. Oh, good. That is too much. The ground is Mother Nature's seating. It speaks to the baseness of man, and we will scatter rocks to represent the pain of our existence. Picnic tables with no seating and rocks to inflict pain? Perhaps the language differences are impeding effective communication. Enough. I will design for you, and you will like it. I must return to my room to begin sketching before my vision becomes clouded by further talk. I will be back soon. Prochet. Pro what? Prochet is rushing goodbye. What was that? Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's remember Miss Egan is world renowned for her designs. Her name alone will draw visitors to our little town. There must be some language barrier. I am sure, certain. I'm I'm reasonably certain. I mean, surely we would like her work. Sitting on the ground around a picnic table—that's nuts. Or, or it, is it genius? Think about it. All the hours a duck, duck, goose families can enjoy while sharing a meal around the picnic table. Ah,、oh, my! I make a motion to adjourn this meeting before we all start acting crazy. Maybe I have a second. Please, anybody. You know, maybe a park isn't the place for minimalism.、Uh, you know, maybe we should open a chair rental service just outside the new park. I mean, we're going to need a job soon. I like the way you think. Hey, we could sell some of Dom's world famous biscotti. Yeah, I hear there's been some folks questioning exactly where Dom's world famous biscotti came from. What do you mean? Well, I hear his sister actually gave him the recipe and showed him how to make it. Then over time, as he added different fruit, he started calling it his recipe. <laughs> Interesting. That sounds like something our dad would do. In any event, I bet we could sell a boatload of biscotti at that park. Hey, you know, given that you're Italian and married, did you hear about the weekly husband's marriage seminar at the church up in Little Italy? No, but you're Italian too. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that they started it a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. I'm sure my wife would like、uh, if I、uh, was to attend. Well, I heard at last week's session the priest asked Giuseppe, who was approaching his 50th wedding anniversary,、wow. to take a few minutes and share some insight into how he had managed to stay married to the same woman all those years. You know, our grandparents had a 50th wedding、uh, I anniversary. I remember that. I was just looking at pictures recently, but 50 years—that's a long time. So, how did he do it? Well, Giuseppe replied to the assembled husbands, "Wella." I've a tried to treat her nice, to spend the money on her, but best of all is I took her to Italy for the 25th anniversary. <laughs> wow, my wife's been wanting to go to Italy, but I refuse to fly that far. Well, well, the priest responded to that with Giuseppe, you are an amazing inspiration to all the husbands here. Can you tell us what you are planning for your wife for your 50th anniversary? Giuseppe proudly replied. I'm gonna go pick her up. <laughs> If my wife hears that, her plans for Italy will probably change. You know, you maybe just save me a few thousand bucks. Thanks. Hey, let's take a call. We've got the、All、switchboard right, lighting up. All right, somebody's on the line. Go ahead. 
This is the Home Talk Guys radio show. What's going on at your place? Hey, buddy, frequent caller. Hey, y'all helped me out last week. We sure did. You got your left-handed plumber fixed. So here's the question, buddy. I ain't listening to the whole show because I was down at the truck stop taking a shower. But here's the <laughs> What thing. number were you at the truck stop? <laughs> Where, hey, hey. What's Let me say something. That guy that did that lefty commercial, he sounded like he's on drugs. <laughs> anyway. Don't talk about lefty. So like I got that. a question. I, my, here's, here's my question. I got, I've been painting my trim. We're doing a paint show today. Like I said, didn't hear the beginning part of the show. But I'm trying to paint water-based paint over oil-based paint. And I'll tell you why. Because I can't get the oil-based paint. I said, what are we having, an embargo in 1974? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I used to have to take the rig, get in line down at the gas station. The attendant got mad because he had to walk all the way down to the end of the rig to check my license plate, see whether I'm odd or even. Some people say I'm odd, but we weren't, we're not even going to go there today. Yeah. And we're beginning to agree with those people who think you're odd. Yeah. Well, I'll tell anyway. you what, how good are you at sanding, and how many hours do you want to spend sanding? Uh, the other thing is... I don't is, want to sand. I want to get my own base paint. Is it the Iranians? Is it that high <laughs> oil? What do I got to do to get some oil-based paint? Well, you go out and you could go to the car store and get some oil, mix up your own. It would be oil-based paint. We talked about the pigments first of the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, get yourself some, uh, yeah, used oil. Um, I don't know if you can actually uh, tint uh, primers, but, yeah. The Sherwin-Williams. There are other, there are there are oil-based paints. They're definitely hard to come by, though, because, like you said, I think they've they've cornered the market on that, and uh, you know they don't want to smell and all that stuff because some of the painters get a little goofy on all that oil-based paint. So, <laughs> and, them, and them painters got enough going on anyhow. They're already a little goofy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know they, they're keeping the smoking going. Um, hey, if you don't really want to go have to find oil-based paint, there's a couple things you can do. There's a a paint called, a, well, it's a paint. Well, it is a paint. It's called Gripper, and you can put that over your oil-based paint and then paint your latex over that. It, it pretty much will make anything adhere to anything. And then there's always those. They used to have uh, basically these desanding products that you put on there that are supposed to take enough of the sheen on. But I really think you need to put uh, Gripper over it in order to put latex over top. Or you could just trim all, tear all the trim out and start over. <laughs> I do it last time. Here's the thing. I paint. I get my paint. I get the water-based paint. I didn't know my trim was oil-based. I put the paint on. It done beat it up like yep, like, yep. When I, like water on the cab on my sleeper cab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must have a good good wax job on your sleeper cab there. I was going to ask him if he's redoing his sleeper cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't ask you where is this trim, by the way. <laughs> You're not doing one of those take an old semi trailer and convert it into your house, are you? I'm working on it. I've got an old Airstream in the backyard. But yeah, that's a whole yeah. other project. That's, in the, that's is for that, another day. It's the Airstream in the backyard behind your mobile home. <laughs> Man, you're kind of rough on the callers. <laughs> anyway, there is a way around it uh, because that is a problem. If you have oil, old, old trim that's oil-based paint, and you do have trouble finding oil-based paint today. So we appreciate your call, and uh, obviously one person does know the number here. Boy, that fella has energy. <laughs> You know who else has lots of energy? Who? Dr. Hertzum. Oh, no, another Dr. Hertzum. Boy, this will be interesting. Anyway, let's listen into Sawmill Valley's chief engineer, wannabe handyman. Son, son, wake up. It's a beautiful fall morning, and we have work to do. Ah, oh, Dad, can I sleep in? It's Saturday morning. I was up till 3 a.m. playing video games online. 
Son, video games are engineering marvels. Why, when I was your age, Pong was all the rage, and uh, I was quite the video master. Now, come on, son. This is a chance to spend quality time together. Can't I just call you on my cell phone while you work? Ah, the cell phone. Another engineering masterpiece. However, it can't replace our time together. You know, just father and son sharing life experiences while cleaning the gutters. Cleaning gutters again? But, Dad, we did that a couple weeks ago. Well, son, it's been a month now, and the leaves continue to fall. We don't want water damage to our home from failing gutters now, do we? Will we have to wear those funny belts again? Ah, uh, those were lanyards, and we wear lanyards to protect us in the event we should fall. But, Dad, our gutters are only two feet off the ground, and the lanyard is three feet long. Now, son, come on. All knowledgeable roofers and handymen wear lanyards when working on a roof. Dad, why are our gutters so much lower than <gasps> our neighbors? Uh, a minor oversight in the design phase. But didn't you design our house? I mean, Mom always says you're the reason for what she calls our home's oddities. Your mom says that, huh? Well, uh, yes, I, I did design our home. It's engineered to keep us warm and safe regardless of the weather. So the low gutters helps keep us safe? Son, I like your inquisitive mind. You'll be a great engineer someday. But for now, let's get to work on those gutters. But, Dad, what was the design oversight? Okay, okay. In my calculations, I failed to compute allowance for an eight-foot basement. So we were going to have a basement, and you forgot? Uh, yes. So is this why our front door is below ground level? And my room upstairs is level with the grass. Now, come on, son. Just uh, think of it this way. If there were to be a fire at home... You could open your second-floor window and quickly walk to safety. Besides, having our first floor below the ground level helps keep us and our home energy efficient. So what Mom calls an oddity are really safety and energy features? Uh, yes, absolutely. However, your mother may not appreciate that uh, yet. Dad, while we clean the gutters... Will you remind me why we have to do it from the roof rather than just walking on the ground beside them? You betcha. Now, go ahead and get dressed, and I'll go get the ladder and meet you outside. Ah, Dad, do I have to use the ladder again? I can just jump up on the roof. If my friends see me using a ladder to climb two feet onto our roof, they'll laugh at me. Okay, okay. We'll just climb on the roof this time, but don't forget your lanyard. Now, let's get moving. We're burning daylight. Boy, that doctor hurts him. Sure is a character. I like how he's old school, teaching his son by working right alongside of him. He... Well, until his son disappears. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great dad. Speaking of old school, I came across a list of things supposedly only old folks say. Let me read through them and you see if any of these sound familiar to you. <laughs> what, are you calling me an old folk? No, but you know, you did drive a Model T. Now, see if any of these things ring a bell. Uh. Okay, uh, I left a message on your answering machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, People still have answering machines. I taped the game last night. 
Yeah, I guess they don't do that anymore. Yeah, they, they, I have to have my kids when I want to save a TV uh. show. What's your fax number? Oh, yeah. That's making me start to feel old. Can you take out the map? <laughs> yeah. I don't think half these people today even know how to read a map. I bet my kids would they'd be surprised if they saw a map. This one, next one's great. I remember grand, our grandparents saying this. I'm just going to rest my eyes for a minute. <laughs> yeah. How about I'll call a cab? Yeah. Well, now what do you call it? You text an Uber. Or how yeah, do you? Yeah, what do yeah, you do you, now? You, you yeah. Yeah. You text an Uber or, or a Lyft. And I just heard a report on the news yesterday that using rideshare is actually worse for the environment because there's a lot of time spent yeah. in these drivers going to pick somebody up and then sitting around waiting than it is before we had all these ride shares. Well, I also heard that a lot of people that would have normally walked two or three blocks right. to their destination Call are not just calling an yeah. Uber. All right, so next, hold on, I think I have exact change. Well, you know what? <laughs> From some of the people that work the registers where I go to eat and stuff – you almost need to have exact change because if the machine doesn't tell them how to make change, they can't figure it out. Dial 411 and ask the temperature. Oh, the old time and temperature number. Yeah. yeah. Just used to call just to see what the time and temperature was. <laughs> All right. This next one I can remember Grandma saying. There's leftovers in the icebox. Yep. Here's one I remember Grandpa, our grandfather saying. I have some hard candy in my pocket. <laughs> And then uh, lastly, did the milkman come yet? Yeah, right. I remember right. I, used, I used to say that because every so often mom would let me order, um, what was it, peppermint stick ice cream. I uh, love that stuff. Right. Obviously, the person who came up with these is very young, of course. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when I read them because they don't seem that long ago to me. <laughs> anyway, let's take our last break for a word from another awesome Home Talk Guys exclusive sponsor. Big John here for House of Thrones Plumbing Supply. The demand for the get-out showerhead was so great, we now have a waiting list until the next order arrives. So while you're waiting for those to arrive, consider the new Wonder Seat 5000. Once you experience the Wonder Seat 5000, your cheeks will never be the same. No, not the ones below your eyes. This toilet seat does it all, and still fits all standard bowls. Sure, it's heated, and of course it's padded. One of the best features is a massager for the cheeks that is activated by the occupant's weight. It also has a digital readout scale. To prevent embarrassment, if too much time passes while occupied, it plays the sound of running water to assist you. It's constructed with 21st century sound-blocking wave technology to keep any undesirable sounds from reaching the dining room. When it senses all the weight has been removed, it automatically flushes, then it releases a mist of ocean breeze disinfectant. There's lots more, but only enough time to explain one more function of this seat, so listen up. This seat has a highly refined audio sensor that can detect the sound of a zipper opening. To work, that zipper must be facing the toilet. When the sensor is triggered, it starts an automatic lifting device raising the seat, and you know the rest. Upon flushing, the seat automatically lowers, thus making everyone happy. Caution, ladies, unless you want to wash your cheeks, please face away from the toilet when unzipping your clothes. Well, I'm out of time, so for House of Thrones Plumbing Supply, this is Big John saying, now when you gotta go, stay a while. Welcome back to the Home Talk Guys radio show. We are Ken and Mark here to wrap up our last show. That is until we find some real businesses who want to advertise to our awesome listeners. And if you know any of these people, 
contact us through our website, hometalkguys.com. That's right. And say, what, before we sign off, what do you say we give a listen to Big Bucks Coffee House and Wild Game Cafe's up-and-comer from a few weeks back? Man, you talking the articles? Indeed. we find some sponsors we need to resume our search for great undiscovered talent you that's for sure this country is loaded with great artists sure is in fact what do you say i end the show with a little sampler of a song i wrote this past week called spit roasted love i'll get my spoon (laughs) uh you know i'd love to (laughs) i'd love to hear the words to any song called spit roasted love especially when played with spoons but uh we are plumb out of time and that is a darn pity Anyway, we sure appreciate you listening over the past many months. We hope to be back soon, if we can find some advertisers, that is. This is the Home Talk Guys radio show, home of the Honeydew Eradication Association. That's right. And don't forget to check our website, hometalkguys.com, and past shows on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Google, and most other podcast sites. 
Just search the three words, Home Talk Guys. Now, until we meet again, let's go out and do some good. Yo, good night, Max. Good night, Vincenzo. Mm-hmm.